It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. Yeah. You literally can escape the noise. Correct. Yeah. That's just, amazing. Yeah, it's great. So oh we're going to so you're going to have a, a live ra- uh, Yes. Yeah. We're going to raise some money for probably YWCA, I think. Okay. Because I love what they're doing in Columbus. Yeah. They're doing amazing things. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to legit like make people buy tickets, but their whole oh ticket gosh, goes to yeah. whatever. And, and yeah. 90s prom. So like, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's really not too far-fetched from where we are now. No, it's very similar. It's very yeah. similar. I mean, because the scrunchies are back. Scrunchies are back. I wear them. Yeah. I mean, they were convenient. They're, and they're better for your hair. They are. They don't pull everything mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I'm of the pen persona. Oh, yes. I can. Yeah. I Same. classically put it up in a pen. Oh, yeah. I was explaining. I went to New York last week and um, I said, New York is changing me. Mm-hmm. I switched from my big pen to a hotel pen oh look at you well it's really because i lost the big pen but Mm -hmm. it's getting classier yeah that is classy Uh, well it depends on the hotel (laughs) it's true (laughs) you just didn't have anything motel six bam some of those are great though that's true yeah yeah not the motels the pens yeah (laughs) the motels are shit (laughs) all motel six no good no boy what was it i think motel is it motel eight is it motel six is the bluish I think so. And Motel 8 is like the orange and Uh yellow. They are horrible, but they're consistent. Consistently horrible. Yes. Which, you know what? I commend you for that. It's not a bad thing. No. Which is the one Tom Bodette runs? I think it's Motel. Hi, I'm Tom Bodette. Yeah. How would John six? Oh. I think so. I think it's a Motel 6. Hojo. The Hojo. The Hojo. I mean, the Hojo used to be classy, wasn't it? It used to be, yeah. And some of them still like retain that vintage like it's still all there yeah it's crazy i know the motels the motels and I the hotels we, yeah we grew up on best westerns okay i believe because we did a lot of traveling driving back from colorado to ohio and yes yep i thought they were classy i as a kid you don't know no we used to we used to stop in this hotel on the way from ohio to florida um angelico which i think is like Ooh this mountain town in Tennessee. And as a kid, okay. I was like, cool, it's got a pool. Yeah. I drove through there as an adult. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, that's all you think you can afford. Family of six, like, yeah. shove us all in one. Like, a family of six. Yeah. Four. Yeah, there were four kids. Where yeah. do you fall in the lineup? I'm number three of four. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are, like, brothers, sisters, what's the layout? Uh, older sister, older brother, me, younger brother. So it really was like done, 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 yep. done. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So who did you, who was your closest sibling? Because usually there's a. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. So my older, I said Heather before I said mommy, like oh. my older <laughs> sister's eight years older than I was. And like, oh. as soon as I was born, she's like, that one's That's mine. mine. Yep. And she would just take me outside, like everything. Which I'm sure your mom's probably thrilled about. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so she and I are still really close. And then my younger brother and I, I we hated hated and loved each other because there was only 18 months between us yeah oh. um and then as adults like i think we really like we really love being friends as adults yeah. yeah it does make a difference yeah once you're over the kid crap right wow and we did everything together but i, like, I specifically remember time there was a time i threw pebbles in his face and screamed <laughs> i hate you and i don't remember why but we were but both you... like sitting on the ground like screaming at each oh. other and then five minutes later totally fine oh yeah, it's fine <laughs> Maybe it takes pebbles. Maybe that's like a metaphor for life. Sometimes. Sometimes you gotta throw, you just pebbles, gotta throw pebbles in someone's face. <laughs> and then it'll be okay. <laughs> it's fine. Gracious I would like to do that as an adult. There's yeah. a lot of pebbles I would like to throw. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching some kids the other day where like, I'm like, I want to be more like that as an adult where like, he just looked at his mom and he's like, she is bothering me. You are bothering me. <laughs> and I think of how many times like I just let somebody bother me and I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I I just want to be like you're bothering me. Yes, part of being a grown up is being able to take those things and go. Okay, I'm just gonna let you do your thing. Yeah. And, I don't want to be yeah, a grown up. It, it's not fun. Inside, yeah. you're like, I want to punch you in the face. Yeah. yeah, there's 
there is something. So I have an eight year old. Okay. Whose humor is outstanding. And it is the best deflection. I mean, you've met Gabe. He's ridiculous. Mm. Great comic time. Mm-hmm. Pretty exciting. Love it. But really the best deflection when things get awful, mm-hmm. I literally just pick up a couch pillow and shove, I just shove it in his face. <laughs> and it, it just makes everything like, okay, no, we're fine. We're good now. Yeah. I feel better. <laughs> yeah. Because I got some of that aggression out. I think that's I mean, good. I don't beat my child. I'm no, no. It's, And it's with a pillow. Right. Yeah. Even if you it's did. <laughs> There's nothing in the (laughs) There are no pebbles. Oh my gosh. So Sarah, you grew up then in Columbus. You are For the most part, yeah. We moved here. My family moved here when I was uh, seven or eight. Where were you before? We were up in Jefferson, Ohio, which is like a little small town in the northeast corner. Yeah. Sorry, I have to look at my map here. That's cool. Okay, so up by like Cleveland area? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. What brought you guys here? Uh, My dad pastored a church down here. So we were in like a little small town country church. And then uh, he he got moved up. To the big leagues here nice. in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you're a PK. I am like, a PK. Did you get a lot of <laughs> flack for that growing up? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, there were four of you, so at least you had others. Yeah, and my older brother was always the bad one. So oh, there was nothing covered. we could do that would yeah. top Joe and all the Sweet. bad things Joe was doing. Yeah. So that was really nice, I guess. Covered. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> um, but yeah, there were definitely some weird things. where So like the, the church and the school were attached. Yeah. And I very specifically remember one time where, like, I was a really good student. I enjoyed school. Mm-hmm. I never really had to study for anything. Yeah. But for some reason, my senior year, we all just cheated on this one ridiculous paper. I don't I don't even none of us needed to cheat. We're just right. like, this will be easier if we this. share the answers. Yeah. yeah. So we cheated with the wrong teacher. Oh. So she literally lined us all up in the hall and then brought us in one at a time to just, like, interrogate us Jeez. and then tell us, like, you're getting a zero on this, whatever, which I totally respect now. Oh um, but I was literally next in line when my dad comes walking through the of hall. Course. And he's like, honey, what are you doing out here? And I'm like, well, we all cheated. And he literally, like, and my my dad is not a man that is prone to anger. He cries. He's a crier. Oh. He immediately, like, his whole face just fell. And, like... He just pulled, like, he pulled his lips together and he shook his head and he turned around and he walked away. That's almost worse than yelling. <laughs> the worst. The disappointment. Oh, it my gosh. It was awful. Like, those are the times in my life I remember, like, I really did something awful yes. if I made my dad sad and yes. disappointed in me. So, oh, yeah. Um, and then the other, the only other thing that was, like, difficult growing up was dating um, oh. Literally, if a boy was interested in me, my dad would sit him down and he would be like, son, I would lock, like to walk my daughter down the Isle of Virgin. Oh How are you going to help me with that? <laughs> so uh, I didn't go on many dates. No, no. Is... Probably didn't go super well. <laughs> nope. Like, how do you exit the house with that? So I don't like, know. How like, did that go? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where are we going for dinner? Correct. Yeah. No, never did any of that in high school. So wow. like as an adult now, like I get it. I get what he was yeah. doing. Um, I, I do think like, that whole I think it's a little antiquated, but mm-hmm. that's that's fine. That's yeah. the way he did it. Right. That's fine. And I appreciate him. The looking school out was for us. small though, too. Yes, yeah, super small. small. I graduated in a class of 17. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Yeah. And okay. none of those none of those people wanted to date me after knowing me since well, second yeah. grade. You're like, kind of family at that point. <laughs> yeah. And they know your dad. And they know my dad. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna do that. No. Oh wow. Okay, so what did you after you graduated then? What was What's the next step? Uh, I spent several years in uh, various cults um, or Christian Bible colleges, whichever okay. one you want to <laughs> call them, um, with varying degrees of, of cultitude. Uh, um, and then I, I got married uh, my, let's see, my junior year of, of college. Okay. And that, wow. that didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Sometimes no. for some people that works when you're you a child. What, 20? I was 20. I was 21 by the time we got married. Oh, but geez. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that, that didn't work for a long time, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, then I, I was, I found myself single and divorced at 26. Mm. Oh my gosh. And literally like paying my own bills for the first time. Yeah. So I had all the things that like so many people do <sighs> in college. Um, as single people, (laughs) I was learning how to do sort of in my mid twenties, but wow. Great learning experience. Well, not fun. No, no. 
but well, yeah, not necessarily. Some of it was real fun. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the after were, effects. Did you? You were back in Columbus at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I was back in Columbus. Um, I moved away for a little while for college, yeah. and then he and I had both moved back to Columbus, okay. and then yeah, we got divorced here and everything. Mm. So, where yeah. did you first live? Like, where was your first? Uh, place well, by yourself and oh first place by myself uh i lived out at easton okay so i looked at the map and i was like what is the farthest point i can live from my parents <laughs> so, <laughs> still being close so. <laughs> so i lived out at easton um yeah it was actually it was super it was great pretty new still it was still point. new yeah. it was before people were getting murdered in that apartment complex that you knew of that i knew of <laughs> yeah there were maybe some other murders they weren't posted anyway. yes yeah. yeah i mean we weren't on we weren't, facebook no. thank god right May i just say that <laughs> right i think we dodged a bullet in our i really think so too i was just yep. talking to a friend about this the other day she's got an 11 year old and i'm like what is that like parenting a child that like doesn't know a world without it right and doesn't even know that, like, oh, there was a time when life was quieter. <laughs> and anonymity existed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway, so you were at Easton. <laughs> so I was at Easton, was, yeah. We'll I'm wax poetic yes. about it. <laughs> uh, I was at Easton, and, um, yeah, what did I do? I got back. I was I worked in orthodontics for a while oh, and okay. in dental. Yeah. Did you like that? I loved it. Really? Yes. What did you do? So with, when I was in orthodontics, I was an assistant Um but I worked for two doctors that I, I don't know if I want to call them lazy, but okay. they were just like, why don't I just teach you to do what oh. I went to school for eight years? I'll check it and make sure it's good. Lovely. Yeah. So I'll make the big bucks. I'll make the big bucks, <laughs> yeah. which was fine. It really filled like a void at the time. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. It was really, really, really? fun. Yeah. Because it's all physics yeah. and it's like I'm good with my hands. So okay. it's like little minute adjustments. Yeah. And then some of the kids are great. Some of them are awful. Well, but, yeah. 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 But I still remember like favorite patients that I had all, all that time ago. Yeah. So teeth and mouths don't gross you out. No, because after a while looking at it, a mouth is a mouth is a mouth. Mm-hmm. And then it's really only the truly terrifying and disgusting ones that right. will leave that a really memory. Stay. And I, it's really only a handful yeah. that I remember. That were. orthodontics is a little bit different than general dentistry. Mostly. Yeah, mostly that's true. General dentistry. Yeah, there's some stuff you'll see that's mm-hmm. awful. Excuse oh, me. No, you're fine. <coughs> wow. So gracious. <coughs> Allergy season. Oh, tis the season. Yeah. Gracious. So you were in that for a little while then. And mm-hmm. that's awesome. And then um, when I was still in, I was managing a dental office. Mm-hmm. I decided to get my master's degree in marketing and communication, and that changed everything. Really? Yeah. Where did you go for that? I went to Franklin. Okay. Um, and I did the on-campus classes, so there's mm-hmm. ways that you could do it all online, or you can go, yeah, on campus. And I just met really great people that mm. I still know and am friends yeah. with today. Um, and then I started working for Franklin, and that really just oh, it just cool. changed every, it just yeah. changed my entire life. Right. Um, and then from there, I ended up working in marketing. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, life, life. What a journey. A strange path. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And now I don't, I mean, I do marketing for my business, but right. now I own my own business and yeah. it's all comedy all the time. Yeah. Which it should be. Which it should be. <laughs> yes, for sure. Were you, were you the funny one growing up? Like you were the. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, my mom still tells me to this day, she's like, she's like, I'd never met a child like you were like when people came over. I knew it was time to entertain, but she's like, you weren't a show off. She's like, some yeah. kids will come in and they'll just show off. She's like, right. you knew like how to say something funny at the right time and then let the laughter come in. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. That's good to nice. know. Were you kind of the diffuser too of your family? Was that ever? Yeah. Okay. And I still think that that's true. That's cool. Yeah. It's a good place to be. It is. I mean, it's maybe a little pressure sometimes, but. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, I think our family, I mean, I, my, my parents are still very conservative and religious mm-hmm. and not all of us are that way now. So sometimes right. like family dinners are like, do we really need to talk about this right now? Yeah, like, we do though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do we? But it's funny. Yeah. 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 So. Now are they, I mean, you said your dad retired, mm-hmm. but are they still pretty involved in? Yeah. So he retired and mm-hmm. I put that in air quotes cause he, we come from a long line of workaholics. Okay. So literally they made my grandfather stop practicing medicine at 82. Oh my and then he gosh. still wanted to volunteer like in the clinic downtown. So what yes. What did he do? He was a doctor. Okay. Yeah, uh, just a general, general family. GP. Okay. Yeah. And then 
so they finally they're like, Dad, you can't do this anymore. Oh my gosh. And then so my dad just turned 70. Um, and when he retired, he immediately started pastoring as an interim pastor at another church, mm -hmm. which he's still at. Yeah. And um, he started up his own contracting business because he does things like handyman things. I'm like, what are you doing? Can you just like sit? No. Nope. No. What does your mom do? She is an accountant. Okay. And she still works too. Both of them. They don't have to. They're right. just they're but they're of that generation where it's like That's what if they, we can squirrel away money, yeah. let's keep squirreling away the money. Well, I think that they kind of grew up with that. Mm -hmm. Maybe with the depression era parents and Yeah. Yeah. So they weren't quite depression era, but both of their parents, their parents like, were though. went yes. through it and yeah. were like, We will save every little yeah. bit of everything. There's no waste. So that trickled down yeah. for sure. I think that mine are similar to that. My dad just retired last yeah. year and started his handyman business at the same time. Like, what are you doing? All right. And like, you don't need to lift thing. And like the, what I've noticed is like now they're showing the signs of aging. Like the other day yeah. I was like, mom, are you limping? She's like, this is the way I walk now. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like she walks like a little normal. Oh. Like, I mean, it's adorable, but you're like, no, no that's not normal. Mom. Yeah. Might want to get that checked out. Yeah. Oh, it's weird to see parents aging. Like, it is. Which, which is, I think it was my dad that said like, Cause I teased him, you know, you're getting old dad. He's mm -hmm. like, well, that means you're getting old too. I was like, Oh shoot. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not cool. Nope. But to see the differences and yeah. the generations and yeah. He's losing like muscle tone. Don't ever listen to this dad. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's always been like a big, like barrel chested guy. And I noticed mm. the other day, like he's losing all the muscle tone in his yeah. arms and he's sort sort of like yeah. stooped over old man. Yeah. And he's still, I mean, he's still in it and he's still right. very active, right. but I'm like, oh, it's just what? physical change. It is yeah. like, he can't help. Yes. Right? There's yeah. a certain point. I, I mean, I think for me, I remember when my dad went from, it was like, he hadn't lost a hair on his head to suddenly it was gray and it was almost gone. Yeah. It's like, what, what just happened here? I right. mean, it seemed like a very short amount of time, but yeah. anyway. Wow. So yeah. marketing communications mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you still do some of that. I still do that for my business. I worked for a small digital agency out of Canton. I worked from home for a okay. really long time doing content strategy. And then while I was doing that, I was building up the improv business on the side, yeah. which that's just that's a business thing for anybody out there. Is that so many people think like, oh, I got to quit and start my new thing tomorrow. Like literally it took me six years yeah. building it on right. the side to right. be like, OK, now it's time to go. Yeah. Full time. Um, yeah, so now I am full time with my business and I my main job is to create educational programs yeah. um, with improv. And sometimes we sometimes go into businesses, but we also have levels where if you're a kid and you want to come learn mm -hmm. or you're an adult and you want to come learn, you can do that as well. Yeah. And last let's see, last January when I went full time, we had one adult class and two kids classes. And now every eight weeks we're running seven just like Gosh, again and again awesome. and they um, sell out like hotcakes yeah too. they do sell out yeah it's it not all of them do i want to i'm always trying to be very open <laughs> with like how things go yeah. not all of them sell out our level one typically does sell yeah. out because and we really bill our level one as um this is a standalone thing like if you only want to do this and like build your confidence because you yeah. want to be a better presenter at work right. cool if you want to go on we've got more stuff for right. you but, but we really yes point. Mm -hmm. so i I'm assuming maybe I know what assuming does mm -hmm. makes an ass out of you and Ing. Yeah. And, and, and Ming. Yep. And Ming. And Ming. Um, I'm assuming you mm -hmm. did. Did you do theater improv stuff mm -hmm. growing up? Where did you? So I mostly just did little stuff in church and in my school. And then in college is when I really got into theater. Okay. We had a really. Um, which school was that? This was at, it's called Clark Summit University okay. now, but it was Baptist Bible College, okay. which is both a name and a description of a place. And um, <laughs> we had this little diamond in the rough professor that got his doctorate from NYU, and that was our theater director. I know. Oh my I know. gosh. Um, wow. And he was the first person that ever trusted me with a lead role. And I was like, yes, do this it. I love. Yeah. Um, and what kind of, because it's a Bible based, like what kind of? I mean, we did everything. Oh, really? Yeah. So there I played Bella in Lost in Yonkers. That was my okay. first like lead role. There and wasn't like, a whole lot of censorship. Nope. Just, we did the whole ding dang awesome. thing. Yeah. Okay. That's so, rare. Yeah. For Bible college. Yeah. So, I mean, we wouldn't have done like Equus. <laughs> <laughs> Nay. <laughs> I like no, that. No, no, um, Yes. So we wouldn't have done anything like that. But like, yeah, we did. We did all the stuff. Um, 
And then I really fell in love with improv when I moved back to Columbus and there used to be an organization called Sinew Blue Productions. I don't okay. know if you guys remember that. Mm-hmm. That was like 2003, 2004. Okay. And I took every class they had to offer. Nice. Um, I got to study under Chris Lane before he passed. Mm. And uh, it, it really just changed. It changed everything for me. And then I yeah. took a break for a while while I was sort of like finding myself. But then I met this group of people that we started the business with seven mm-hmm. years ago in oh, a class. Wow. Okay. So it was sort yeah. of like, we got to do this. Yeah. Well, not, I don't even know if it or was just we got to do this. Like organically grew. It really that? did. Okay. So it started as like two of the dudes were like, hey, we should start an improv troupe. And I'm like nobody's ever going to show up for this. That was just, and, but everybody was thinking that and then yeah. everybody showed up and literally once we started, we haven't missed a Monday. We've missed a handful of Monday rehearsals in seven years. Wow. It's just been every Monday, That's everybody cool. shows yeah. up and we work really hard yeah. on what we're doing, um, which I think is really rare. Yeah. Yeah. But the, I mean, clearly you guys were meant to be together as a, yeah. you know, wow. Okay. For sure. So, yeah. I mean, I know a little bit of improv, but <laughs> I'm supposed to. Sure, whatever. What I teach, yeah. um, but <laughs> for for the, the the layman or I guess somebody that is like, eh, I don't want to do improv. Mm-hmm. What does improv do? Like, how did you first get into it? Mm-hmm. I mean, what was your decision to be like? I want to try improv. Uh, I, part of it was Who's Line, like just watching Who's yeah. Line and watching how quick they were on their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I know, you know, of course, they're showing the best of the best from like a four hour taping. Absolutely. But still, they yeah. still did the best of the best in that four right. hours. Right. Um, and in the first few classes I took, I loved that it was it really was about your natural whatever you have to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so my style ends up like being very big a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's totally fine because I always know there's going to be somebody else right. in my group or on my team that's going to have a quieter energy mm-hmm. to sort of balance mine out. Yeah. Um, but I just, I fell in love with the fact that like you can have the best show of your life or the worst show of your life and then it's done. Um, you with, don't have to repeat it eight nights. You a don't week. have to repeat it eight nights a week. I also love like so. I developed our musical that we do as well, mm-hmm. and like I know the kind of performer I am. Like I'll never get cast in a real musical because I can't like dance at all. Oh, I could I sing. I can melt faces. Can do all of those things. <laughs> but with our musical, I can play any role. Yeah, and it just depends on what the show needs that night. So I've played right. a villain. I've played the ingenue. Oh. I've played like a ghost grandma. Like everything that I could possibly That's play, so cool. I've played. And improv allows you to do that and to be that. Yeah. Um, Because you never say no. You never say no. (laughs) And I love like I love having musical theater and theater people come do improv because you guys understand story and you understand character maybe better than someone who doesn't have any experience coming in and just learning it for the first time. Yeah. My theater people in my improv classes, I'm always like, yeah, they know. I will be completely honest with you. I've never studied it. Mm hmm. I have my theater degree. Yes. I teach theater. Okay. I've never studied improv. And it scares the crap out of me. Yeah. It really does yeah. to think about, well, I should know how to do this. I've never taken a class, which is I'm like, I should, I should, you should come take a class. class. Yes. But, but it is scary. And I think, I mean, even I don't know if you've ever done it before. I know that you're a great improver as well. Improv? But. God, no. No. Improv and stand-up comedy both scare the bejesus out oh, of me. Oh, stand-up scares me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it, but it's the kind of thing. Like, I think if I focused on it, it would be the kind of thing. Like, uh, it would maybe come naturally to me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's still just like being a hundred percent responsible for the audience at that. Yeah, point. That's like, true. yeah, that's, that's what scares me about stand up. Yeah, for sure. And I know I can still. And I've done some stand up as well. I have yeah. three one woman shows under my belt, um, which is so great, and yeah. I love all that stuff. That's but a lot of prep, though. It's a lot of prep. Um, mm. But also the improv piece of that, I know I can fail and I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Like I just know, like I could bomb this show, and that has that is no reflection on my personal worth. Yeah. And tomorrow I could come back and do this same show and be successful. Right, and it's going to be completely different, though. It could be, yeah. Or it I depends. Mean, yeah, it just. I mean, right. sometimes the audience has a lot to do with that sure. as well. I think you know, and just if, or maybe if I just in right was in my of, head, or yeah. maybe like yeah. this song needs to come out, or maybe like. This joke I told didn't have the right setup. I can everything can be fixed. Right. Everything can be yeah. fixed. Yeah. So what excites you the most about improv? I mean, what is what's the thing that's like, this is my Oh go-to. man. Um I, 
Yeah. Oof, I have so many. <laughs> um, so the best show or worst show that really excites me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get really geeked out about lately. I've been really studying and working with my students on the difference between scenes that have conflict and scenes that have tension. So mm-hmm. like finding that nuance between like, do we need a couple arguing or do we need a couple existing in the same space and they're pissed at each other, mm-hmm. which is very different. It's so interesting. to watch. Yes. Love and it. to like do that on the fly mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, I'm really geeky out about super emotional and dramatic improv lately Mm. um musical improv will always be (laughs) like my first love like we've really we've literally created some of the most beautiful songs i've ever heard on the spot yeah that i like i don't know how they came out of our bodies and there they are fully realized and we'll never do them again um And so so there's part of that where like you do feel a little bit of a loss like that was amazing. I wish I could recapture that. But that also plays into like your sense of uh, of failure to Mm -hmm. know that like even if it's bad or if it's good, that's okay. You did it. You did it. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. showed up and right. you tried like right. what an amazing, brave thing to do to right. show up and try. Right. I know a lot of my students struggle with the idea and it's again because I don't know what I'm doing when I teach them. (laughs) Hopefully none of them are listening. Um, Improv doesn't have to be funny. Mm -mm. I tell my students that night one, please do not try to be funny. Right, because it's typically not when it's pushed for. Yeah. And that's our job is not to follow the funny. Our job is to to create a grounded base reality that the funny comes out of. So if you're constantly trying to be funny, you're going to miss you're just going to beat it to death and you're going to miss better moments that could be created. Mm -hmm. And that's all learned. That's all you have to just get the reps in again and again and again. And I still make those mistakes. Yeah. But kind of like you said, the couple with the tension versus the couple that's screaming at each Mm -hmm. other. The couple that's screaming at each other can get annoying, but the couple yeah. with the tension's like, oh my gosh, I totally get where this person's yes. coming from. Oh, she needs to slap him. You know, right. just, that's and yeah. they could even have like polite moments in that, even though that's there and they like they want to murder each other. Like yeah. they could still talk about mundane things, but like the mm. the tension building is is a really beautiful thing. And I thing. think it's easier to connect with that. Yes. The more human qualities and yeah. I'll oh, see. I'm going to just start geeking. Just, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's also really who has knocked down, drag out screaming arguments. Like, no. I mean, that's it's less common than like you're in a booth with somebody and you both have had like you're at opposing sides. And mm-hmm. it's like you're trying to have this discussion in a semi public place or something where it's like you can't yeah. Yeah. let it fly. You kind of right. have to keep it reserved and still yeah. get the point across. And like there's. It's it's the the negative space that shapes that you know what I mean yeah. sort of that what's not being yeah what's yeah. not being said, uh, not being said. which I get yes. I geek out about too yeah yes. um, the other really beautiful thing about tension is that it doesn't have to be negative so right. I have my students list like what are all the times in your life you feel tension that aren't necessarily mm-hmm. like you want to fight with somebody right. so when you like, want something yeah first crushes yeah. or like you know you want to ask for a raise but you mm-hmm. haven't gone to t- like. So how can we explore the nuance of those moments right. to create something really beautiful? Um, yeah, that's I've been. And the like, subtext, like yes. making them think, what would you say in this moment if you had the opportunity? Yes. Yeah. What would you feel like? Yeah, I love seeing that and seeing them discover that for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that where I don't get to do it as often because we're scripted. Right. That's that's the, the side work that really they have to kind of do on their own. Mm-hmm. You guys get to just do it. Yeah, we just get to do just it to and mess it up. it up and then right. do it again. And, and keep like, trying. Yeah. Do you do you find that students ever get really discouraged? Like, I'm just not good at this kind of thing? Uh, sometimes. It really depends on the student. So okay. I have some students that are very, very heady and analytical mm. and their yeah. whole lives are like that. Their whole okay. lives are if I just study hard enough mm. and I take all the notes Everything else in my life has been successful because of that. Yeah. And there's some of that that's true in improv. I love when my students do homework and they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to better themselves. Right. But at the end of the day, you still have, you have to let all that note taking go because this time it just isn't going to work in this yeah. context. And those are the ones that tend to get frustrated because they're okay. like, well, last time it was like that. I'm like, yeah, this I'm, time it's, it's not. not. Yeah. And it's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like that improv helps? Because I know that you do a lot of corporate mm-hmm. work with them, too. Um do you think that it helps people to accept failure a little bit better? Yeah, I think so. Like to move forward from. To know that it's just it's not as big of a deal as we're making it. Like mm-hmm. in the corporate world, it's a little different. You do have to deliver a final project well, yeah, or yeah. product that is 
as close to perfect as possible. Yeah. But let's not hamper the journey by keeping such straight guidelines on everything, mm -hmm. because sometimes the best ideas come out of, whoa, that did not work. What else might be true? Right. Um, I think it also improv in a corporate setting really helps people loosen up beyond their cube a little bit yeah. and realize that like different thinking is OK. So I just did a, a workshop for um, a combined marketing department. And in this marketing department, they have like their analysts, they have their salespeople, they have their creative people. Mm. And then they also have people that do a little wow. bit of both. The meeting of the minds. The meeting of the <laughs> minds. And like when I say that, like there is disdain from like oh, yeah. person to person of like this analytical person doesn't understand why I need to like mind map this out. Right. Um, but to watch them in this improv setting to see like this idea that this person just threw forward, like I would have never thought of that, mm -hmm. but look at how I got to play off of it yeah. and do this building bricks and building right. blocks of, yeah, our minds just come together mm -hmm. to make something more beautiful. It's better when we're different. Right. What sort of exercise type stuff do you do with a corporate setting? Almost everything I do in my classes. And then I'll just relate those lessons to, yeah. to a corporate structure. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of more in the aftermath of the discussion mm -hmm. of like what you guys did here. You can apply blah, blah, blah. Yep. OK. Yeah. So it's it's really similar. I want them to get that taste of what our yeah. performers do. And I also don't want them to feel and I'll even say that in, in a session. I don't want them to feel like, oh, we do something different for you because you're non-performers. Right. I literally tell them like we we just did yeah. this in a rehearsal last week. Yeah. And I think it makes them feel closer to the experience of, right. of improv as well. Because it's not. And I think I've made this mistake with our friend. I'm sure, you know, Ralph Scott. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I always think, oh, he's this amazing improviser. And mm -hmm. I don't think he would ever place himself even with his training. Well, he's too but, damn mm -hmm. humble to do that, yeah, first of all. Idiot. But, you know. But, like, <laughs> love you, Ralph. Because I know he will listen to this. But, I mean, I think that, because I think in our podcast I said the improv guru. And he said, no, I'm just trained. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 that's kind of stuck with me in that it's not that he's... Oh, this be all and that really anybody can do anybody it. Anybody can do it. Um, I, some of my best improvisers are little old ladies. Some of them oh. are kids. Yeah. Um, I work a lot with um, adults and children with disabilities that mm. come forward. And when they yeah. just accept like this is what I have to offer. I, beautiful, beautiful things happen. Yeah. We did a, a class last year that was um, half adults with disabilities and then half uh, improvisers from the oh, community wow. and they took the class together. So the improvisers yeah. were not there to coach. They were there to take the class alongside their peers. Okay. And some of the most beautiful scenes and things oh I've gosh. ever seen happen came out of that class with people just supporting each other. Mm -hmm. And then they did a, a showcase for friends and family. Like it was oh improv gosh. is for everyone it and is. it can meet you where you are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. You need to write that down. <laughs> it lives. It lives it on in perpetuity what on this is podcast. Your, what's your favorite improv exercise or activity to do? Oh, man. And you said you like the musicals. I love the musical. Um, how do you set that up? Yeah. Uh, how do you learn the musical? No, or? I mean, like, how do you set up doing an improv? Because you guys do a full length mm -hmm. improv musical. Yes. How do you do it? So uh, I, I'd always known there were improvised musicals. I had never seen one. So I was yeah. like, I bet I can still do one. So right. I just researched musicals for a while and figured out what tropes or what beats from a musical could translate well to an improv structure. Okay. So we built a structure from that. Like um, a song style type feel? Yes. Yeah, okay. So so we always open with a big group number mm -hmm. that sets context. The rest of the scenes sort of are inspired by that context. Okay. But we're trying to find in those scenes a protagonist, an yeah. antagonist, um, some sort of support. You know, there's mm -hmm. almost other, every other show, there's a ghost mom, like giving yes. advice type of thing. Of so yes. totally musical trope stuff. If you know what you want. Yes, <laughs> correct. Uh, we always end with a big act one closer. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, the act one closer is typically some sort of climax moment or like yeah. the character's about to get what they want or they right. did just get what they want. And then act and two is just buttoning everything yeah. up. Mm -hmm. Big group closer. What did we learn? So that's, that's almost like musical, the musical. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. literally yeah. what it is. So that's yeah. the, the structure that we follow. Um, and then as far as like how we rehearse for that and put that together, we do. And this it should go back to like, what's my favorite thing to do in improv uh -huh. is just running scenes yeah how do we like get to the heart 
of what this scene needs. Why does this moment in time need to exist for an audience? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're improvising, improvising, sorry, that came out. <laughs> <laughs> improvising, in, this is not vodka, I want you to know that. In the uh-huh. rehearsal space then, and then you mm-hmm. present what you've put together? We still you're improvise still the whole on. thing. Because we don't get the title until that night. Oh my gosh. So we'll get three titles. Well, we'll the audience will submit a number of titles. And yeah. typically it's like Dildo Baggins, oh, the course. musical. Of course. Um, which we are not going to do. It's a rock musical. Isn't <laughs> it, it is a rock musical, yes. <laughs> Sorry. That <laughs> no. could be taken. Anyway, moving on. I like that. Yeah. See, you do improv. Yeah. Um, so from there, we pick the top three titles, and then the audience votes, okay. and then we go. The pianist just starts, and we go. Um, yeah. Wow. So that's is still, that intimidating? No, not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, the first few are, are nerve wracking, but the yeah. biggest, the the thing that's scariest for me is the is the songs. Like, mm-hmm. can we? St- and but the audience at the end of the day, they don't care if you sing with emotion. Yeah. And even if you don't rhyme, but like you feel that song, they're going to be like, they did that. That's right now. It's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we work on sound structure as well. And okay, so we work on know, rhyming. Okay. You'll know the basis of the the melodic line type deal. Or? Yes. So that can, that can short, that can be learned okay. as well. Um, but yeah, we go over like, what does a chorus feel like? What is yeah. a verse for? What does mm-hmm. that feel like when you're rhyming these lines? We'll go over yeah. um, female rhymes and masculine rhymes and all of those mm-hmm. different things. So I we can teach all of that, which sometimes will still go out of your head when you're on stage oh, yeah. making it up. Yeah. Um, but the more you know and practice the structure, the easier it is and the, the more it comes together. Yeah. So you're, yeah. you're a pianist. Uh, you've got to be a hell of a pianist yeah. to be able to do something like we that. Have some of the, yeah, and that's one of the, the cool things about mm-hmm. TBD, the musicals. We bring mm-hmm. in some of the premier yeah, like pianists from the city. So and like, they're improvising at the same mm-hmm. time. Oh, yeah. that's, I, I don't know how you even do that. Because they've got that's to have crazy. an ear tuned to everything mm-hmm. that you guys are doing. Too. Man. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's bananas. It's pretty. It's it's my favorite. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. Oh, so to me, I I'm having like heart palpitations thinking of that. To me, is like the actor's nightmare. A little bit. A little bit of that. Like you're on. I don't know what I'm doing. You're on stage and Uh, like you don't know your lines. Yeah. Oh God, what am I doing? God. But to me, that's so exciting. Like I'm glad I don't know my lines. Scripted stuff scares me a lot anymore. I wondered how you felt about the opposite. I mean, I love it, but it it scares me because I don't want to mess up somebody else's thing. Yeah. And improv, like I'm just messing up my own thing if I'm messing up. Well, and everybody I think is really giving a better trust in one another in improv. Oh, you have to. You have to. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying that on, you know, if you've got a great ensemble Mm -hmm. in a scripted show, yeah, you'll be great. But when things do go wrong and you have to improvise, that's when you really find out if you do trust these people or not. And that doesn't always happen. Nope. Typically, hopefully. (laughs) Not all the time. But yeah, I I guess I could see that in a way it would be more, a lot more freeing Mm -hmm. because you're not by yourself. It's not up to you to be the, the one person who's leading everything. Yeah. Yeah, there are times when I just like I come on stage and I'm like, well, I've got nothing and I'll lock eyes with my scene partner. And like, I just know we're going to be fine. Yeah. And sometimes we just stay in that like locked eyes moment and then something will build from that and we can take that and run. Is it scary, though, when you get up and you feel like you don't have anything or is that more just I'm going to lean on on my ensemble? And Um, for me, it's only ever scary if I feel out of it going into the mm, performance, which okay. is also an okay st- spot to start from. Right. And I tell uh, my castmates and my students that all the time, like it's okay if you don't feel on. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the only times like I feel nervous and it's only because I'm not sure yet what I have to contribute yeah. because I don't feel fully present yet. Okay. And so I, I feel like, oh no, I might lock eyes with my scene partner and they might give me something. I don't know if I'm going to have anything to give back in this moment, right. which of course I do. Even yeah. nothing yeah. is a gift. Right. So yeah, those are the only times I ever get. So really you talk about connection and mm-hmm. really how do you prepare yourself for something like that? Mm-hmm. Like what kind of things do you do? Is it more your own preparation? Do you prepare more, as a group warm-up type thing with the ensemble, what is your most beneficial prep for something like an improv improved musical? Uh, so we always check in as an ensemble beforehand. And one of the things we've we've instated over the last, uh, probably the last six months, is we, we call it the levels of intimacy, but we literally mm-hmm. will go around and that each person individually will say like, 
I'm feeling this way today. And it mm-hmm. could be anything. It could be like an emotional state. It could be like, hey, I twisted my ankle earlier. Please nobody jump on me today. Yeah. But yeah. we do like a very direct feedback on how everybody's feeling. And then we also talk about the level of content that we're up for that day on stage. Um, And there's just something about that that gets us all connected into one place so that we're on the same page when we walk on stage. So for example, we had um, a cast member recently that was just like, I cannot talk about any of this type of content today. Mm. She's like, I can't do it. I'm not in the headspace for it. It's going to make me really emotional and take me out of the moment. So it was a moment for us to just like, rally around her and support her and put her in situations where she could just talk about what she needed to talk about. And she had one of the best shows I think Mm. I've ever seen her do because she felt protected, but also was able to work through some stuff Mm -hmm. on stage. So yeah, that's what gets us into that moment is really checking in with each other. And then I think we always say, I've got your back before we run on stage. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that that comes more from you're on training or do you think that's because you've known this group of people and worked with them consistently? Um, I mean, I'll be honest and say this is the best. The the musical team is the best team I've ever been a part of in Mm. anything my entire life. I've just I've never been it with a group of people that like even if we have the best show of our lives, like at the next rehearsal, they'll be like, that was great. Here are a few things we can still work on. Yeah. Yeah. all people that like, even if things fall apart in the middle, which sometimes still happens, we're willing to like have a quick meeting before act two to be like, all right, here's how this is going to go. Let's yeah. let Alex lead this. Mm-hmm. Katie's going to come in and do this. Um, okay. So it's that's a hard question to answer <laughs> because it truly yeah. is I, talent, work ethic. Right. Um, the love for the show, the love for the audience yeah. is unparalleled i've never Mm. workplace nothing i've never been a part of a team like this what's the audience response i mean because really they are a part of it Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's an intimate hey you're you're kind of here with us and you're right alongside of us as all of this is going on like what what responses have you heard from um the one i'm most proud of well there's two that i'm most proud of uh we got audience feedback that they just said this is pure magic Mm. and then the other one was i hate musicals but I love TBD, the musical. So like that was really cool. Um, There's never really a time where the audience has not liked a show. Like Mm -hmm. we might feel like that show was a mess. Right. We just get a million bonus points because we're trying at all. (laughs) Um, And then we have some regulars, which is it's really fun to like hear them rank the shows. Mm. So when we come off stage and they're like, whoa, this is now in our new top three. And they've seen almost every single one. Like that feels really, really good. Thanks, guys. Yeah, (laughs) we knew. Yeah, (laughs) we had that plan for you. (laughs) I think the, the thing that. That I like about the idea of that is that it's never over. Mm-mm. Because when I, there's that depression period of having a production that you've worked so hard so and you put hard, your time yeah. in. And then, sort of a postpartum thing. Yeah. It really yeah. is. That's real. When I've completed bigger yeah. like productions that I've done, it's just, you get done, you're like, it's gone. You cried after there's, Harvey, didn't you? <laughs> we did wow. Harvey together. Oh, in a million years ago, yeah. Well, twenty-three. You Your Judge Gaffney was touching. <laughs> I was, warm. I was uh, uh, the Eagle from the Muppets. That was, that was my entire character. <laughs> Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle the entire time. <laughs> Judge Omar Gaffney. Oh gosh, yeah. I, that's just to me. That is like wow. You're never done. No, it just continues. You get to continue. Yeah. You, you do stand up as well, right? I do some. Yeah. Some. I mean, how does the improv thing filter into the stamp? Do you do you still write out all of your jokes, or do you just go up on stage and? So I do. I, I get really picky with my standup because I do write everything out. I want to mm. memorize mm. a script, but I think the thing that that improv brings to my standup is like, I rolling. I know I'm okay. Yeah, rolling yeah. with punches, rolling kind of thing. with punches, yeah, yeah. knowing that like if I'm bombing in this moment, I could ditch the script yeah. if I really had to. to. Yeah, um, and move on to something else, and also knowing if I walk off that stage and I did bomb, like all right. <laughs> And I, I've talked to several other stand-ups that also have done improv, and they're like, that's the same thing. Where they're yeah. like, we don't understand why stand-ups freak out about bombing. Mm. Because, like, bombing, is a it's a part of life. And even, uh, you know, if you're super advanced in stand-up and you bomb, mm-hmm. like, you're like, okay, cool. That it just happens. happens. Yeah. Because it is be so it. much about 
the audience. It's not really all about you. I mean, it could be. It could be the. It could be just the day that happened. Yeah. It could be something that came out in the news, right? And like maybe some of your material like rubs up against that. Hashtag too soon. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag too soon. <laughs> I mean, it could be any number of things. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? So you've done it a little bit, mm-hmm. but you say it does scare you. It does. What's the most intimidating? factor of it though for you um it's it's relying on something that i've i've already written Mm. and and not knowing yet if that's funny whereas with improv like it doesn't have to be funny it can just come out and then cool they laughed at that i love that yeah um so yeah it's it's the scripted part of it um and there's parts of it i love like i love like tweaking a joke to Mm -hmm. see like what wording works the best. I love like delivering it to an audience and hearing them laugh at a part. I didn't (laughs) expect them to laugh at like, I love, I, that's all really fascinating to me, but, um, Maybe I'm just lazy and I like <laughs> improv. Better. I don't really think that's lazy. Love. <laughs> I think it's a lot more work. Yeah, it is. It's a lot more work. What do you, what would you tell people that are like, I'd like to try improv, but dot, dot, dot. Like, what do you, how do you introduce a person to it? Um, just try it. It's, it's not nearly as scary as you think. Yeah. Um, at least with our six week classes, um, I developed them with Alex Leifeld and My I know Alex, yeah. he's the best. Um, and we decided on like what word, like if we have students come out of this, what word mm. do we want them to feel? And it's confidence. Yeah. We just want to build them up over six weeks so they feel confident standing on that stage, whether they are ready to like deliver an improvised monologue or not. Yeah. I just we just want them to feel confident. Right. Um, and we ease you into that. So yeah. we're not going to make you stand up on stage by yourself night one. I mean, it's it's going to be beginner level stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because we want to we want to make it for people who have never been on stage in their lives. Right. In six weeks, feel comfortable with being like, OK, here I go. Here I am. I'm about to do it. Yeah. Um, so it's just try it. Just yeah. try it. And you said you've gotten the gamut of people mm-hmm. like who do you see come in? Everybody. Really? I mean, everybody from um, we have somebody we've got a couple people, some PhDs that have come through. Down. What are their reasons? Like um, they've just heard about it and they thought yeah. it would be interesting okay. to try huh. uh, or like they know this might help me with clients. OK. Um, so those are typically like our heady folks. They're like in the back, like taking yeah. notes. Right. Um, but it could just be like somebody in sales or um, I've got uh, somebody who does do stand up and burlesque. She just graduated oh, our wow. level one. And she's okay. like, I just wanted to try it and see what would yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. It's everybody. Wow. So, I mean, there's not necessarily one underlying reason that everybody wants. It's just like, yeah, I've always wanted to try it. Uh, We've got a guy right now that literally just moved into town and it was a way for him to make new friends. Cool. So that's true. Everybody. That is a really good way. Yes. Like they (laughs) and this class like bonded, bonded, which doesn't always happen. But like they love each other, which as a teacher is a really cool thing. It is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you have kids, you have teens, you have adults, Mm -hmm. corporate. What to you is the most pliable group to work with? Like, I mean, they're all different. Um, kids are kids are fun. I'm a little burnt out on the kids because I did it. <laughs> I did kids for like almost three or four years. Yeah. And it's just it takes so much energy. Yeah. Um, I have really great teachers in place now that that work with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, kids are just sort of naturally brilliant mm-hmm. and they come up with stuff that's their imagination yeah. hasn't been quelled yet. No, not yet. <laughs> yeah. And they'll come up with stuff where I'm like, how do you even know that word? Yeah. Where did you find that? Um, I just, I don't know. I love working with our adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love teaching the musical. Mm. I love seeing people like come out of their shells for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, it just depends. And sometimes you just have naturals that come through yeah. and everything makes sense right. to them. They're like, oh, this is where I've always been meant to be. <laughs> Why did I not do this? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Where do you where do you see it going? Like, what's your hope for your your personal path? Like, what do you want to do? Oh, man. Um, I definitely want to continue building our programs um, so that we just have a little something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think eventually I'd love to be in some sort of position where I'm able to give more people opportunities for stage time, yeah. um, which we just don't have yet. And we're we're definitely working on because I have people reach out all the time. They're like, how do I audition for this or how do I get mm-hmm. into this? And I'm like. We don't have anything to give you right now. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that makes a great improviser is just getting reps in. And I would love mm-hmm. to have more opportunities for new players to get up and experience yeah. what it was like 
you know, those first few times to get on stage. So that's sort of the next big step that we're working on in the next year, just that's develop cool. those opportunities um, and then see people that are really excited to come up through the ranks and take responsibility for things. So yeah. whether that's somebody gets really excited about um, booking and producing a show or somebody's mm. like, I have this skill, I want to teach it in a class. So You're that's, able to do that. yeah. yeah, that's, that's where I'm hoping it grows. The funnel. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Love it. Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, this is so much fun. And I'm, I'm like personally geeking out. Yay! Like, I want to learn more. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, this is something that I get to see a little bit of with my students. Yeah. But again, it's so different when you've got this scripted because mm -hmm. you are limited. Yeah. To a certain degree. I mean, there is a grand level that can be brought into it, but. But you're still interpreting somebody else's work. Yes. And that is the main thing. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, I don't want to screw up somebody's work. It's mm -hmm. like, I'm really good at creating my own text when I do a show. Sorry, directors. Um, <laughs> it's I was worst. actually going to ask you that. Like, because I mean, what? you follow script so often. Yeah. I mean, how much, and I know that this is kind of a case by case basis, but I mean, how much of it is. How much can you play with the script? You can't. Like a lot of you're times I know that. I mean, you're yeah. technically not supposed no. to change yeah. one anything. thing. Yeah. yeah. Stage direction, anything. Nope. Yeah. I mean, wow. that's. And honestly, I do. I do say that a lot with my students is that especially because I work a lot with teens. It's like if there is if there's an F word in there and you're not comfortable saying it, I wouldn't do the monologue mm. because that's the playwright put that in there for, for a, a specific yeah. purpose. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I wonder if that's like where there's maybe some trepidation between like the people who are used to kind of following the script versus the improv. I don't know. I'm just I, pontificating. It's, that's, and that's, I guess where I'm, mm -hmm. where I'm interested in it is like how much of that balance is there? You it know? feels like if you had both and you were kind of, you can do both. Like, I feel like that'd be something to really round you out as an actor too. So when I do a show, I would love to have the freedom <laughs> to not follow the script entirely, <laughs> mostly because I am lazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the cool things though, that improv does for actors is it's less about being like, Oh, I wish I could make up my own words. I think improv opens you up mm -hmm. to character development yeah. in a way that maybe some other things don't. So that's what we just did. Yeah. Um, couple classes ago we did a character development mm. intensive yeah. and we had theater people in there that were like yes I want this yes. to like tunnel down into this who cares what I'm saying I want to feel like I'm walking in that character's right. shoes but I feel like what you do that is hugely positive here I am I'm gesticulating because I'm excited <laughs> but what we don't get to do that yeah you get cast in a show you don't get that time mm -hmm. I mean if you've got maybe six weeks that's a long time I'm used to the two to three week rehearsal sure. process that's the stuff you got to do on your own. Yeah. And a lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. Or right. it's just like, well, I'll figure it out when I get there and meet my other castmates. Yeah. But you are you're enhancing the work that we need to be doing. Yeah. And I think that that's what a lot of people forget is like, oh, well, the playwright wrote my character. Yeah. What your character's saying. There's right. a lot there that you've got to come in with. Mm -hmm. You've got to figure out. And nobody, I don't think enough directors say, do your homework. Yeah. Or ask you the questions of, I know I do too. No, I love it. We're so nerdy. I, love <laughs> I, <know. it. laughs> I want to do my nine Uta Hagen steps. Yes. But like, oh, I, I wish that, that that was more prominent mm -hmm. and that yeah. idea of the character development was more there. Yeah. And that you have that freedom and ability. I see that with a lot of the kids is that mm -hmm. they're scared. When I say like, okay, so why do you, why do you say that? Well, I don't know. Well, why do you think you said, well, it's right there. No, 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 no. Why do you think, oh, well, I think the character, no, no, no. Why do you think? And <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, especially high school theater, they're never given that opportunity. No. There's no chance. Yeah. It's crazy. It's do you so think good. that, that improv could be taught in a school setting? Like, I think it, yeah, I think it should be. I, do, um, I mean, I do too, of course. Yeah. Uh, one of our TVD cast members, Alex Dodge, he teaches it at ACPA. And that's uh -huh. like a that's a big like part of their curriculum. If you're yeah. doing anything with theater right. or they do all kinds of improv yeah. stuff. Do and you, I think it's good just for even for like high school confidence uh -huh. to know that like I feel weird and that's OK. Because yeah. I just saw that person do something and that was kind of weird. But mm -hmm. like I love it's. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that ever going in corporate settings that people are apprehensive mm -hmm. to look weird? Sure. 
Do they give it up eventually? Most Usually. Of the time? Okay. It uh, A lot of that just depends on like time of day oh, for sure. Or like the sometimes. Post lunch meetings. Post, <laughs> oh, or like we were brought in at the end of a two day, at uh, the end of a two day seminar where geez. all they talked about were numbers. And then we were the last thing before a happy hour and they hated me. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I mean, I still got my check, but those uh-huh. people hated me. Oh yeah. my gosh. You were a waste of time. Right? I was a real waste of time, but you thank were, you for my money. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for paying me. <laughs> Check is due on day of right. or before. Yeah. But I mean, of the groups that are not in those strange settings, like when you get somebody that's apprehensive, how do you help them break out of that? Uh, I mean, we ease them in. So we have exercises that help them do small things that might feel big. Yeah. And just get them to let loose on those small things. Right. And then gradually over the course of one or two hours, you see yeah. them like come to like, life. Oh, well, I'll try that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's it just is. that people are afraid to look dumb? That's a huge part of it. Yeah. OK. They I mean, just don't want to look dumb in front of their peers. Part of life anyway. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah. I still feel that way, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the point. I mean, just, you know. You go up there and, and be, I don't want to say silly because it's no, not be always silly. about that. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, but just do to something do something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go out of your comfort zone. I mean, yeah. that's the whole point. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I See, love it. we're all, I mean, you're, you're in good company. Here. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, okay, we're okay, okay, so no. <laughs> Super Would nerds. you do, you said you wouldn't do a musical because you can't dance, which I completely understand. I cannot either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, Ben is, he's a prima ballerina. He's oh just not letting I was in show choir in high school and we had to dance and I was terrible, terrible. I almost dropped an F-bomb, but I did not. Why? I don't know. You do it all the time. What's holding you back, man? I don't fucking know. Okay, there it is. Hi, Mom. How's God? Um, (laughs) Does he have to swear so much? You just wait till she comes on. (laughs) Um, I completely forgot what I was going to ask you. Oh, no. Yeah. Musicals. So you mm-hmm. said, would you ever do a musical? Oh, yeah. If somebody's going to cast me, What's I'm going to do What's your dream it. role? Like, Ooh, I mean, Funny Girl would be amazing. Uh, like, yeah. Fanny Bryce would be super cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did I would you, really do anything. Did you grow up on musicals? No. So say, super sheltered. We were... just, we didn't listen to a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. the last five years is like my favorite, favorite, um, which I know is like basic bitch theater, but. It's not. It's phenomenal. It's so good. Ugh. It's the so lyrics. Good. Yeah. Crushing. So good. Like, yes. Yeah. I listened to that album on the way home from my divorce being official, which was a bad idea. Wow. But I was like, yes, I get it. Yes. <laughs> Sing it too. I love it. Yeah. I hate Jamie. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I go back and forth. Every I do time too. I listen, I'm like, I do now too. I get Jamie. And then the next time I'm like, no. I know. No. And I think that that is the sign of how well it is written. It's really well done. Because you yeah. think... Oh, well, everybody's just going to hate the dude that left his wife. Right. And then you get it. But then it's like, why did he? Oh, she was. Oh, she wasn't very supportive. No, she was jealous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. What? So other dream roles like. Um, I'd, I'd play. And I know we're at that weird age right now, too. I know. Yeah. I'd play anything in uh, 25th annual Putnam County Mm -hmm. Spelling Bee. Um, I mean, really any role where like I can stretch and belt. And maybe yeah. be a little weird. I'd be happy with. Yeah, yeah. more comedy then. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite show? I mean, even if it's something you wouldn't want to be in, what's your favorite? Oh man, musical. I don't know. That's sorry. hard. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm here for the hard question. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna pass. Um, I don't know. I feel very put on the spot. I mean, okay. I, I listen to a lot of them. <laughs> Isn't the that funny that yeah. for the improv artist, the one question that puts you on the spot is your favorite. My favorite musical. I don't know. Uh, TBD, the musical. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of spreads the gamut, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, well, let's make it easier. Okay. One of your least favorite musicals. Oh, uh, Oklahoma. Okay. <laughs> Reasoning behind that? I don't know. Some of those old musicals that like just feel so out of touch yeah. now, but everybody was like eating it up with a spoon back in the day. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not my favorite music. Um, music man has not aged well. Oh, it's so there's like it's, it's just you don't sing Shapoopy on a daily basis. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I've been wanting to do like a series of sketches where like I fix um, 
I fix musicals. Mm. Like, so uh, Marion, the librarian, like he just stops singing the first time. She's like, no, go away. He's like, okay. Okay. Just leave. Yes. Song's over. <laughs> to, to fix all of the gender norms. Yes. Oh, that is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Or like 16 going on 17. I'd love to gender swap that because I think like just to yes. like get her to be like, oh, uh-huh. you're 16. I'm yeah. 17. Like, because it's so creepy. It really is. Yeah. It is. And I think about that a lot. There's so many things that if the woman was singing it to the man. Mm hmm. Well, we'd call her a slut, wouldn't we? Yeah. You know how yep, bizarre exactly. it is? Pretty basic litmus test for like sexism, honestly. Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah. If you flip it around and it feels weird, then you probably shouldn't say what mm-hmm. you're thinking. Yeah. So yeah. basically all musicals from what, 1920 to 1987? It's got Rodgers and yeah. Hammerstein on it. Yeah. Then you're in. I will tell you what musical I love um, is Chess. <laughs> Chess is good. It's such a mess. Yeah. But like the dudes from ABBA wrote it and they're just yeah. like, you know what? Here's our 80s rock dream. Everybody. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, the, and the music it. is good. It's so wonderful. It yeah. Oh. yeah. My gosh. Thank I know. Thank you so much. You're for so I mean, I mean, we're, we probably could continue this for like I know, hours. I know, but <laughs> I do will. I do have to I know. Go I know. I know. Yeah. But thank you, Sarah. You're, so welcome. You're amazing. Thank you. And I'm excited to see some. Musical improv. And come take a class with me. I should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Boxland Media. Think big.